0: Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is him. Let's get started. Good morning or afternoon or evening or whenever you're listening. <laughs> we're so glad that you hear, are here. And we have a great podcast for you today. Uh, today, Lindsay and I will be talking to Diana Bryan. And, uh, good morning, Diana. Good morning. It is it is an honor for us to have you here and to share your story. And one of the things that we were talking about just a little bit earlier was that no one can take your story, your testimony from mm-hmm. you because it's yours. And so Diana is so has a wonderful testimony of how god's redemptive power can change a heart so diana um you can tell us as much <laughs> as you want to uh, and you can tell it much better than me so take it and run okay
1: okay well uh i will i will start briefly at the beginning for this right now because there's as, as we were talking earlier, there's something on my heart right now yes, that's ma'am. very urgent. And um, a little background is that uh, in my family, in my biological family, um, there were five of us, three girls okay. and two boys. And there was a big gap mm-hmm. um, because that was all in the 30s and 40s. I'm old. No, you're
0: not. <laughs> you're young at heart. No, don't old. don't claim old just because our bodies don't agree. <laughs> right. We can't I blame know. that. It's yeah. true. That's right.
1: <laughs> so, in any case, um, we were we were separated early on. Um, through I know everybody. I, I hate to go through these kinds of things because everybody in the world has sometimes really bad situations and at. It's become sadly, sadly more common today Mm -hmm. as the foundation of Christianity has been stripped away. Mm -hmm. Back in the day that I was born, I am 80, um, it was more unusual Mm -hmm. to just have really... um, or maybe it wasn't as unusual, it wasn't talked about. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, so in any case, I was the last of five. I was a mistake. I'm sure if they had abortion at the time, I would have been aborted without a second thought. Um, the day I was born, unfortunately, my biological mother suffered uh, Uh, life-threatening blood clots. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that that didn't help. And then at the same day, my father left. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know him. So there is this family that was there. I did not know my biological uh, father. She married again. And when I was three, we were all given a choice of where we wanted to stay. So um That's a it, hard choice for a well it's you know it it really is, except, you know, i I cannot imagine in this day and age that they would give a three year old right.
0: such a, a choice. Such yeah. A, yeah. Wow.
1: But back then they did. And I I had I remember vividly, I had a situation where a lady came and took me to this house where I met my father mm-hmm. and his current wife for the first time. I spent about an hour with them, and then I went back home, and then they asked everybody what what the, the others, I guess, knew them better. I didn't know them, so it, it's it is an unbelievable thing to ask a three year old. For me, it was one of those decisions that I point to now that God directed. Right. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was no decision. I was, Psh, that's simple. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go with those people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was a defining moment. It was yeah. a defining the way, moment. The, the yeah. way that God had your life.
1: Absolutely in. was. And as I said earlier, my oldest sister also made that choice. The other three chose to stay. Mm. And uh, as you asked earlier, <clears throat> were, were the others, all the three were diehard atheists. Mm-hmm. And uh, now Betty, the oldest sister, and myself were the only Christians. In in the family, so that was indeed truly a defining moment mm-hmm. that probably set the tone for everything else. It wasn't the end of all of that, unfortunately, but that's for another time. Right, right now, my my focus today is on on uh, what God is doing and to give hope to those of you. Who have people in your family or close friends who are lost. Mm. And you think you're maybe irredeemably lost, but God.
0: Mm. Right. God. God. God.
1: Mm. And uh, I want to help give you hope because I too became an atheist finally after all that's for another time, but I did. And I thought, well, this is, there couldn't possibly be anything guiding all of this chaos. And um, so I did. I became a chaos. Uh, uh, a
0: Chaotic. Was. I, I chaotic <laughs> you person became an That's, right. That's right. That's
1: exactly true. <laughs> that was one of those slips that tells
0: the truth. <laughs> so when you were in the atheist when you were in atheism before you came to know christ mm-hmm. what was one of the defining things for you that was it a feeling of hopelessness or were you just going along or were you just were you feeling fear or darkness or, uh, all of or the feeling above. anything <laughs> right. yes but
1: yes but i just I, and that's why i know i when i'm Get that back to Burke, my oldest okay, brother, okay. because that that rang true to me in his letter to me. I'm sorry, you guys are kind of, you. I'm catching you up. So. Okay, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Keep catching. <laughs> so, yes, a person who is an atheist, they may... Tell you that they're fine, that this is great, and they have control. And control was one thing that I needed. Mm -hmm. I thought everybody around me is chaos, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to be in control of my life. Everything I did was to be in control. I learned and I listened to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they said, education. Okay, if you get education, you can do that. Got it. So and I, I don't want to start that because then I'll get down another whole road, <laughs> I'll go down another path. Uh, in any case, all of us in the family, all of us biological people in our different paths, uh were intellectual snobs because we were blessed, mm-hmm. and now I know blessed, to have good minds. Mm-hmm. And in the chaotic lives that we had, we had intelligence Mm. that came from God. It was a gift. And everybody used that. And there are three PhDs, a master's, and a bachelor's in my family that help people to get out of circumstances and so on. But it also made made us very dependent on ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody else. If you want to get in fact, that was one of the lessons my father said, if you want to be out of this chaos, out of this nuttiness, you've got to have education as much as you can get. Then you won't be subject to all these bad decisions that other people make in your life. That was one of the things that drove me and I know it drove Burke and Ronald
0: mm-hmm.
1: so uh, my brother anyway if if you feel like you're in control then all these other things you know other bad decisions but it makes it makes a decision making process terrifying mm-hmm because every decision you make I don't you know say that that was a defining moment yeah you think if this is it, there's nothing more in this life but this there's nothing beyond this life. every decision you make is critical
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's it based on what's your what's your decision making Well based it on? could
1: be based on. I know what is driving it. I know, and Mm -hmm. I'll get it because I'll relate that to Burke. Okay. It's based on finding meaning, Mm -hmm. pure and simple. There is no meaning inherent in anything if you don't have God. There's Mm -hmm. nothing. So you have to, I went to philosophy, so on. existentialists say you make up your own. Mm-hmm. you' you define the purpose in your own life that's and I said, that's for me. that one, okay, I's got all the others. And I was always a voracious, voracious reader because mm-hmm. knowledge was one of the things that if you're going to control, you've got to know what's happening now, what's going to happen in the future. I mean, you're always looking okay, what's out there <laughs> always. But at the same time, and making, okay, so is it money? Okay.
0: I, I can, can do. do that, too. I can do yeah. that.
1: Right. That'll that'll make my life secure.
0: How but do it atheisms, doesn't. Like, um, how do <coughs>
1: atheists uh, define death, though? How do, they, it's, how do they? You're done. You're done. It is. And it's interesting because you really cannot try it sometime, conceive of your own non-being. The mind itself cannot, because every time you try it, you're outside looking down, looking Mm -hmm. at, okay, what is it like? Well, you can't really think it because it isn't. Your brain isn't anymore. Mm. Your being isn't anymore. You're in the grave, that's it, you rot, goodbye. Mm. Yes, the idea of death is terrifying. Mm-hmm. That is one of the things that rang true in my brother's letter.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell us about your brother and his okay. letter because you want to go back and then we'll, right. we'll pick I some I of this. Some we'll up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. So as as I was sharing earlier, my, my I have my my brother, who is still alive, Burke, who is a professor at um, – uh, in the university at, uh, in uh, California, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's where I was. He's still a professor. No, he's retired okay. now. No, he's been retired for some time, but that's what he was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he he had all of that, and I have had very little contact with him throughout our lives. Maybe maybe four, or five years at the most, if I added up all of the time together. And as I was sharing, I got a note from him uh, after I had talked with that, So I had a little inkling, although it never, ever, ever occurred to me that he would reach out
0: to me. And Retha is your sister who yes. is also an atheist. An atheist. How mm-hmm. Strong.
1: And as I shared, there's atheists and there are anti-theists, and mm-hmm. they are in the latter category. Okay. They really have contempt. Mm. For Christians or any other uh, religion of mm-hmm. any kind, it's just it's <clears throat> viewed as a weakness, right, to deal with death. death, and that's what I thought as well. But I never wanted to disabuse anybody of it. They mm-hmm. would like to disabuse people of the comfort of religion. Mm-hmm. Oh, me, yeah, I said, Well, more power to you.
0: Though. I mean, we can be chaotic too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, our lives can be chaotic as That's Christians. right. We just, can. we just have a foundation That's to go right. back to. That's so. right. Yes. That
1: you can walk kind of yes, through ma'am. the chaos and get through it. Mm-hmm. But in any case, where was I? I'm you sorry You were with but, uh, Burke? Talking about Burke mm-hmm. and how they hate <clears throat> oh yes, or despise oh yes. Christians or So Christians. yes. So she had she had um uh talked with him on the phone they're more in contact I've anyway and uh, he had told her that he had had a visitation from an angel and that I mean I could I could when I was speaking with her when she told me this I could Feel the contempt dripping
0: from <laughs> <laughs> you. Just made me think of Ursula, <laughs> Little Mermaid. That's She's right. right. Contemptible. Yes. Right, right. right.
1: <laughs> so she she just told him flat out, yeah, "If that you're going to talk about that nonsense, I don't want to have you call me anymore." Mm. So, um, in any case. Uh, she had. I talked with her after that because she is going through health issues and so on. I wanted to see how she was, and she told me about Burke. And I said, "Hmm, that's interesting," and kind of put it away. And then, out of the blue, I got a little card from Burke. This little card from this brother, whom I had not seen or talked to in 20 years, and. It had been twenty years but it's about every twenty years we would connect. Yeah. But um he probably got some information that from Ritha that I was a crazy born-again Christian, mm-hmm. you know. So he wrote this note and he said in it he reviewed the family and who was alive and who was dead, and then said uh i there's some things i might want to talk with you about but i need to know what your thoughts are on a divinity mm. and that's where it was left so i was floored
0: floored
1: mm. Mm. that this man who had been uh, and uh, now you have to i'm going he's been an atheist All his life, he's 92 now. A strong atheist. Now, I didn't come to know the Lord until I was 55. That's for another day. But that's... I said, whoa. I know when Retha had told me that he had called, I had said, well, I, I shared this earlier. Well... 92. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I better start praying for him, but it would take a miracle. And it was like God said, well, hello, I am in the miracle Mm -hmm. business. That's right. (laughs) That's right. And he is indeed. And I can attest to it for myself. So I certainly could not back away from this. So I asked him to give me some words, how to approach it. And as I shared earlier, if you're dealing with an atheist, you have two things, two steps. One, is there a God at all? Mm. Does God exist? Is there, what he was asking, a divinity? Mm -hmm. So I knew where he was at. And the second step then is, is that God, the God of the Bible, is Jesus God? Did he die for us? Yes, he
0: did. So That's a great spot for us to end this one. Okay. And we're going to pick up on another podcast next week, continuing the story. And I do want you to finish this story also. And then I want us to go back to how you became a believer Mm -hmm. out of atheism into that. And so thank you, listeners, and join in. You don't want to miss the rest of it. See you next not, not see you, but you can listen next week. <laughs> we'll listen together next week. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day to day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering how can this become a reality in my life, how does how can my identity be in Christ, and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.